Welcome to another episode of Believing God's Promises, where we don't just read the word, but believe what it says. Today, we are in the middle of our series called Reside in Him. And throughout this series, we've literally been breaking down and looking at the Amplified Classic version of 1 Peter 5, 8 through 9. So every week I'm reading this verse over so that if you haven't been with us, you know exactly what we're talking about. So we're going to look at 1 Peter 5, 8 through 9 in the Amplified Classic version. And it says, be well balanced temperate, sober of mind, be vigilant and be cautious at all times for that enemy of yours, the devil roams around like a lion roaring in fierce hunger, seeking someone to seize upon and to devour, withstand him, be firm in faith, against his onset. So before he ever attacks, before he ever has this movement towards us to push up against us, we need to be firm in our faith and withstand him. And now Peter tells us exactly how we're going to do that. This is what the Amplified Version does. It amplifies what the word is saying. And it says, against his onset, be rooted, be established, be strong, be immovable, be determined. And this is an acronym that makes up our series that we're going through. It's the acronym is reside. And I've obviously I added the E, which is enduring. Again, I didn't add to the Bible. I just added the E for the series. For the sake of the series, I added an E to the end. And we're we're going to talk about enduring through hard times. But we're looking at each one of these. We've gone through being rooted, being established, being strong. And today we're going to talk about being immovable. What does it mean to be immovable? I actually looked this up in the Webster's 1828 dictionary. This is a dictionary. The reason I use the Webster's 1828 dictionary is because it has more of a biblical stance with the definitions. I absolutely love it. And I suggest that whenever you guys are doing any kind of studying that you use it. So this is what it says. It says not to be moved from a purpose, steadfast, fixed, that cannot be induced to change or altered. As a man who remains, that cannot be altered or shaken, unalterable, unchangeable. And it continues on, but we get this picture. And so it really lines up with these other topics that we've discussed about being strong, about being um, just rooted, having deep roots, being rooted in Christ and, and being established in Christ and being strong in Christ. It goes along with all of those. What does it look like for us to be in that posture of surrender to our Lord and our Savior and to really just have our root? roots digging dug deep into the ground into who he is and 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 firmly planted on the rock who is Jesus Christ. And so it goes along with all of that. And I was like, well, how am I going to do this message? Because I feel like it's kind of been the same thing throughout this series. We're just repeating and sometimes that's good and sometimes we need that. But as I was praying about this, the Lord really placed on my heart that we needed to talk about our attitude, our attitude being immovable. What does it look like for our attitude to not be altered? Let's reread that and see how it changes when we start thinking about our attitude. So the immovable definition again, our attitude not being moved from a purpose, 
um, being steadfast, being fixed. It can't be induced to change or be altered. So if we have a positive attitude, if we're trusting God, if we have our faith in God, we're not going to be altered by our circumstances. Our attitude won't be altered by what's going on around us. Um, then it says, as a man who remains. So a man who remains, a, a mind that remains the same, no matter the circumstances. Amen. That cannot be altered or shaken. Our, our attitude can't be shaken. It can't be changed no matter what we're facing, unalterable, unchangeable. And, and what, what this looks like in our life is so different than human nature, right? Because we see all throughout the Bible, we see in the beginning, in the, in the old Testament, when the, or when the uh, Israelites were enslaved to Egypt, um, God sent Moses to set them free and it was exciting and they celebrated. But then when they're out in the wilderness and they're, they're wondering and all these things are happening to them, what did they do? They often let their attitude dictate their life. They, they let or their circumstances dictate their attitude, the things that were going on around them. Whenever we, they didn't think that they were going to have food, when they didn't think that they were going to be okay, when the, the Egyptians were coming after them, they would constantly, their attitude was horrible. They would gripe, they would complain, they would do all these things. And it was very negative. And they, instead of having faith in God, their attitude was negative and it, and it caused them to stay there longer than they should have. And I want to read in Mark 435 through 41. Now, what we need to understand about this story is that right before this, Jesus was preaching to his disciples and a bunch of other people, and he was preaching on having faith of a mustard seed. And right before he was preaching, he actually was in the city. He was healing. He healed Peter's mother-in-law. He healed many sick people. He he um, set free people that were that were demon possessed. So he was doing all these miracles, and he was teaching about faith, and he was teaching about having really faith in him. And and what he was doing and, and having a good attitude and a positive attitude. And then we come across this story. So again, we're reading in Mark 4, starting in verse 35. It says, that day when evening came, he, being Jesus, said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. So we get this picture of this big storm and, and these waves are coming up over the boat. And I can imagine that would be a little bit scary, but I want you to listen to how the disciples react to this and how Jesus reacts. And so it says in verse 38, Jesus was in the stern. What was he doing? He was sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him up and said to him, teacher, don't you care if we drown? Now, I want to stop there for a minute. See, it's not that the disciples came to him and said, teacher, um, I'm a little concerned because the storm is getting bad. Do you have any advice? They weren't just concerned in going to him for advice. They were literally saying, hey, don't you even care about us? So their attitudes had already changed. They already had a negative attitude. See, because so often our negative attitude affects our faith, doesn't it? Our attitude in general will pour into our faith. So if we're thinking negative, if we're looking at the storm instead of at the Savior, then what happens? We begin to lose faith. We begin to give up our faith, shall I say, in, in Jesus, and we begin to put our faith in our circumstances. And this is what was happening to the disciples. 
And then it says, he got up, being Jesus, got up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? So here we have this perfect story of us in life right? Where we're just doing our thing and, and we're excited. I mean, we're, we're rooted, we're grounded. We've been reading our word. We've been established. We've been spending time with God. We're walking the walk. We're talking the talk, just like they were. I mean, they were there. They got to see that Peter's mother-in-law was healed. They got to see all these people get healed. I mean, they were probably so pumped up and they were so excited, but what happened? They they then, after Jesus preached and they went out on the boat and they began to face hard times, the enemy um, threw a storm at them, if you will. There was a storm. Jesus was calm. He was at rest. He was at peace. He was sleeping in the storm because he knows God is good. He knows God is faithful. He wasn't worried about the storm. He wasn't worried about what was going to happen. And he was just sleeping through the whole thing. And the disciples got inside their head. And that's so often what we do. We get inside our head. Our mind can can make us or break us. What we think about can make us or break us. And, and the disciples begin to let fear take over. And they probably begin to think about all the negative things that could happen. And then they started to blame Jesus almost in a sense, like, what, what are you doing? Do you even care about us? Do you even care that we're about to die? And this is us, isn't it guys? This is us in a nutshell. When we we're in that situation, the storm is hitting and, and, and every wall is caving in and, and, and all of a sudden we let fear take over. And what do we do? God, where are you? I don't understand what's going on. Lord, do you even care that I'm down here? Do you even care that I'm drowning? God, do you even care about me? And we begin to say things like this because our attitude flows into our faith. And, and so we need to learn to really have a better attitude. But what does that look like? How do we even do that? How do we even walk this thing out? I'm going to tell you two things today that we can do to have a better attitude. And that's going to help us have more faith because these things that we do, you're going to see how they can pour into your faith. So number one, number one is make up our minds ahead of time to be content, not just in the moment ahead of time. Remember, let's go back up to first Peter five, eight through nine, where it says at his onset, so before we hit opposition, before we have trials, before we have tribulations, before the winds and the storms are at our sides, before we're in the boat and we think we're going to sink ahead of time, we need to make our mind up to be content. Paul says in Philippians 4, 12 through 13, he says, I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any in every situation, dead or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Now we use this verse last week to talk about God giving us strength. And, and we talked about that aspect of it, but I want to talk for a minute about this contentment because see, Paul had an understanding. He knew that it was God that would get him to that place of being content, but it was a mindset. He had to make his mind up that that is what he wanted to do. He, he wanted to be content in any, in every in any situation. Amen. I think sometimes we don't want to be. I think that sometimes we actually want to be miserable. It sounds 
so opposite of what we think, but I think sometimes we feel better about ourselves if if we if we're not content, if we if we have problems and we let those problems control us, because then we can go and we can grab to our friends and we can talk about it and people feel bad for us. And that makes us feel better. But Paul had been through so many things, so many things that he could have easily not been content about. I mean, he was flogged. He was beat. He was put in prison. I talk about this all the time because the man just went through a lot. He went through a lot of a lot. He was persecuted. He has some of his best friends, some of the guys that were walking with him in the ministry and he was dependent on, they just completely ditched him. When he was in prison, he had people that didn't visit him because they didn't want to associate with him because they didn't want to end up like him. And, and I think he probably struggled with that at times of like, God, like this is hard. This is, this is grueling. But he was like, I'm not going to let this change my attitude. I'm not going to let this bring me down. I'm going to be content. But he decided ahead of time. And, and that's something that we can do before we even get into a situation. So right now, if you're not going through anything difficult, then this is the perfect time for you to make up your mind to be content. This is the perfect time for you to say, you know what, God, I don't know what I'm going to face. And, and I'm not trying to be negative, but the truth is, is we know. I mean, Peter tells us, Peter tells us that we have an enemy, that he's going to come after us, that he's roaming around looking for someone to devour. Who does he want to devour? He wants to devour us because we are people that represent Jesus Christ. He doesn't want the gospel to get out. He doesn't want us to go and love people. He doesn't want us to go and be the light of the world, the city on a hill. And so he's going to do everything that he can do. And how does he do that to try to stop us? He distracts us. He discourages us and he dismantles us. That's what he does. And so we need to be aware of that. And if we're aware of that, then we can make our minds up before we hit any kind of opposition, before the enemy begins to come against us. We say, no matter what happens to me today, God, I know that you're good. I know that you're faithful. And I know that you're going to help me to, to be content. No matter what I face today, God, I know that you're with me. Bring out scriptures. Talk about how the Lord is with you. Talk about those times that he's gotten you through ahead of time, people, not in the midst of it. This is our problem. And see, I used to live as a believer. I used to live where I waited till I was going through something hard to be content. And guess what? It hardly ever happened. I was literally controlled by my situations because in the midst of it, we just sometimes we just can't. We just can't. We're overwhelmed, just like the disciples in the boat. We get overwhelmed and we're like, oh my gosh, there's a storm and I don't know what to do. And Jesus, where are you in this? And I'm so worried and I'm so concerned and fear comes in and then we start panicking. And, and this is where anxiety and, and fear and panic attacks this is where all of that comes from. But if we make our mind up back here, when, when we're on the mountaintop, whenever things are going well, we say, you know what, God, things are going great. And I appreciate that. But I also know that I have an enemy. I also know that he's going to try to attack me. And so I'm going to make my mind up right now that no matter what happens, I'm going to be content. But God, I need your grace to stay there. God, I need your grace in my life to be content. I need your grace in my life to not be fearful, God. I need your help. Amen. Amen. Number two. It's the second thing we can do, and this is so important. It's to speak life, not death, into our situations. What is Proverbs? It's Proverbs 18, 21 says, the tongue has the power of life and death, life and death, and 
in it, those that love it eat of its fruit. See, we reap what we say. If I sit here and I talk about things all day about how bad it is or how, oh, well, I'm probably going to be sad today or I'm probably going to mess up or I'm probably the, if I talk negative all day, then guess what? Most likely I'm going to walk that out. We, we walk out the things that we say. We see this in our kids. If you grew up in a home where maybe you were, there was words spoken over you that you're stupid or you're not good enough or you're failure or you're never going to make it, then what happened? Most likely you begin to walk that out. Now, praise the Lord. Jesus died for us. We're a new creation in him. We can learn that those are strongholds in our lives, that we can um, get through that and we can have healing in that and we can walk in the freedom that Jesus paid us to have. But the truth is, is that things spoken over us and things that we speak out loud, they come to pass. Again, we reap what we speak. Amen. And, and that can be good and that can be bad. That can be positive and that can be negative. That can be life and that can be death. And so we have to be so careful. We can have all the faith and we can think, oh yeah, I'm going to do great. And this is wonderful. But then if we go home and we start telling our spouse, well, you know, I really feel like I'm going to fail. And I really feel like this is a mess. And I feel like this. And I feel like that. We got to stop living our life based on our feelings. We got to stand up and start proclaiming the word of God and what he says. No, God says that I am victorious in Christ. And that even if everything comes against me, even if all these storms come against me and people come against me and, and the enemy comes against me and people say bad things about me. I still know that God is going to get me through this and it's going to be good. And I know that he's going to work all things together for good because I love him and I'm called according to his purpose. So instead of speaking death into the situations, in the negativity, in into all of our opposition and trials and, and setbacks, we need to speak life into them. And I'm not saying that we ignore the problem because then there's that other side, right? Where we just act like nothing's wrong and, and we end up falling apart because we've ignored the issues. I'm not saying ignore the issues. I'm saying speak life into the issues. And I'm saying, let's do this ahead of time. Again, I think there's something about us going ahead of time. See, God always goes before us and we need to learn from that. We need to learn that he goes before us. He's already paved the way. He's already done all the work, but he prepared ahead of time for us. And we need to learn to prepare ahead of time too. Preparing is good. It's a good place to be because again, when we're in the midst of a trial, it's challenging. So what can we do ahead of time? We can pray, God, help me. Help me to have a positive attitude, God. Help me to speak life into my situation, God. Help convict me when I'm going through a hard time that I don't just sit and gripe about it, that I don't have a negative attitude about it, but that I speak life into it, God. Give me scriptures that I can stand on, God. And what? how else can we prepare ahead of time? How else can we do this? We can actually study the word because when we study the word, it gets into our mind. It gets into our hearts. And when we're going through difficult things, the Holy Spirit will bring that scripture back up and we can use that to fight the good fight of faith. It's such an amazing weapon that we have that we don't use. We really don't use that often. 
But it's hard. It's hard when we face things that are difficult, right? Big or small. I mean, this is a small um, example, but this morning earlier, our internet actually went off and it went out and me and my husband, he had actually come upstairs and he was like, Hey, uh, the internet went out. And I was like, what? The internet went out. And I, in order to do these videos, to do it through this program that I pay for, I have to have good internet. So I always actually hook that internet up to my computer and I do it that way. So anyway, long and short, my first thought was like, oh no, how am I going to do the videos? What am I going to do? And then I looked at him and I thought about what I was teaching today about speaking life and not death and, and not thinking ne negatively and, and really just this whole message. And it just started kind of coming to me. I was like, oh, well, and I told him, I said, I, I guess I can't talk bad about it and I can't talk negative about it because I'm actually talking about attitude tonight or today. So I probably need to walk that out. You know, it's funny because I was convicted in that moment because I've prayed for that. I'm like, God, it's, it's an area of my life that I struggle with. Years ago, I was so negative all the time about everything. And a lot of it was based on things that I've been through. And it's understandable. If you've been through a lot, you're going to tend to be a little bit more negative, but the Lord has really had to convict me and show me how to be more positive. He's had to show me how to speak life, how to speak life and not death into my situations. And I've prepared ahead of time. I've said, God, this is, this is something I struggle with. See, I know my struggles, but I know God loves me. So I don't have a problem going to him and saying, Lord, I need help with this. I can't do this alone. I need your grace in my life because if it's just me, I'm probably going to speak death, but I want to speak life even in the midst of the hard things. And again, internet going out isn't a hard thing. It's not that big of a deal. In the moment, I was a little upset where I'm actually hooked up to my phone. So I hope you guys are getting this. But the point is, is that God is good. And that even if I couldn't do the video, it wouldn't have been the end of the world. Amen. And, but sometimes we're facing things that I mean, maybe even life or death things. Maybe these are really hard things. Again, internet going out is not the end of the world, people. <laughs> but sometimes we face things, physical health issues and, and loved ones not making it through. So, I mean, we're facing hard things sometimes. And in the midst of that, it's not that easy to speak life. So we need to back up. And now, before we're going through those things, say, okay, Lord, this is something I struggle in. If you struggle with speaking life and you tend to speak more death, I want to encourage you today to ask the Lord, just be real with him, be honest. He already knows. He already knows what you do. He still loves you. You're still forgiven. All of those things still hold true. That doesn't change. God's love for you will never change. But just admitting it to him sometimes and saying, God, I need help in this area in my life. That is such a good place to be. And I've been asking God for help in this area for quite a long time. And I've seen little changes, but I'm not, I've not arrived yet. And I'm okay with that. But I'm like, God, just keep convicting me. Just keep showing me. Just keep helping me, Lord. And, and I just feel like there might be some people watching that you're in that same place that you're like, man, this is a struggle because of some of these things that have happened in my life. I tend to go to the negative side. I, I tend to speak death. Maybe you're scared. Maybe you're scared that, that if something good doesn't happen, then, then you're going to be upset and you're going to feel like a letdown in a sense. But God is saying, just trust me. Let go of this and just trust me because 
because he is. Again, I'm going to say it again and again. He is working all things together for good because we love him and we are called according to his purpose. So it's time to let go of these things. It's time to let the Lord back in. It's time for us to have this immovable faith in our attitude, this attitude that's unchanging. See, and that's going to be a light to people around us. We don't have to go and slap them over the head with Bibles and beat them down. No, let's just live the the life that we say that we live. Let's live the life that Jesus had. Jesus wasn't changed by his circumstances. His attitude never changed. He always had a positive life speaking, life living attitude. And that's what I want. And I hope that's what you want too. Well, I'm going to pray for you guys. I hope this message was encouraging to you guys today. I hope that you learned something. I hope that you continue to seek the Lord and you continue to grow because you guys have got a call on your life that is so big and so great. And God has so much for you. And and I'll just continue to pray that you know him more, that you understand his love for you more and that you know him more and that you're able to seek him more and that you know his truth and his word more. All right. So Father, I just thank you for every person watching God. And I thank you, God, that even though some people are going through some horrendous things, God, some horrendous things, yeah, some really hard things, God, that you are with them, God, and that you want them to begin to speak life. I feel like that is the takeaway for whoever you are that's going through. You are going through something, going through. You have let fear come in and even talking to other people about it. You've gone to the fear side and God is saying, come back over to the truth truth of my word of what I say, begin to speak life into that situation, into what you're going through. And you will see miracles. You will see God walking you through it. I'm not going to say he'll completely get you out of it, but you will get through it. Amen. You're going to end up on the other side. So keep speaking life. So Father, I just thank you for my brother or sister that's going through horrendous things and and that you are with them, God, and that you're going to give them the verses. You've studied the Bible. You know the truth. It's time to start applying it to your life. So God, I just thank you for bringing up those ver- those scriptures that you've they've studied all of these years. Now it's time to use them to fight the good fight of faith to stand on when the enemy's coming against them. God, I just ask that every verse comes to their mind and to their heart, and they're able to say it out loud, and they fight and say, no, I'm not going to have a negative attitude. I'm not going to speak death. I'm going to speak life. And Father, I thank you that as they do this, God, there will be a freedom that they begin to walk in, God, and that they will be able to move forward and that they will be able to see that so much more that you have, God. There's so many more things that they're called to do. This isn't the end. It's not over. Don't let the enemy tell you that. So Father, I just thank you. I Thank you for this person or for these people that this applies to. God, I thank you that you are good and that you're faithful, God. I thank you that because of you, we don't have to have a negative attitude, God, that we can have hope in you, that we can have faith in you because you are faithful, God. You are a good God. And we thank you for that, God. In Jesus' name, amen.